SAFM, leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. On SAFM. The EFF have called on the presidency not to open the economy too early as it would lead to the death of thousands of South Africans. Blood that will be left on the hands of his government if they move from level four to three. The EFF further criticized the higher education department for not making electronic devices and data available to all students for online learning. Further, they have also commended or commented rather on the fact that the social relief measures and proposing for grants to be made permanent with an increase in some cases of up to 1,000 rand. The question is, how does this reconcile this? How does all of this reconcile with the economy, with the pandemic itself and South Africa's nuanced responses at a social level to what we have seen over the period of 25 years, an increase in those who are reliant on social grounds and perhaps not as much innovation coming in the way of the transactional nature, perhaps, that social grants should be, and certainly in the continued improvement of the economy. For the best part of the last 10 years now, the economy has been seriously tested, if not getting weaker throughout its time. And this is a conversation we shall be having now with the Economic Freedom Fighters is Mr. Marshall Lamini, Secretary General. Flegas, good evening. Thank you for your time. Good evening, my brother. Good evening to the listeners at home. Excellent. Quick question. Where is Floyd? <laughs> he's uh, he's in, uh, at home as the state president of the country, so he must stay at home. So he's at home as well. I'm asking this in connection with the fact that we were supposed to be speaking to him, and I'm, I'm just basically just forewarning that you might not have been as prepared had you known in advance about this conversation. I'm just interested in his whereabouts in case I have to sort of send good wishes to him. Might he not be feeling well because we are supposed to be speaking to him? No, he's at home. He's at home, but as you know, that he's a deputy president of the organization, so we've got different engagements. So I was made aware that he was supposed to to come through, but uh, as a secretary general, then I had to come and, 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 and uh, come and speak to you so that uh, we can speak to Sure. Okay. Thanks for that. Appreciate it. Thanks for making yourself available. We appreciate that. I mean, you've senior enough in the organization. In fact, you are in commercial terms the CEO of the organization, so you'll be able to respond to a lot of these questions. Let's get straight into it then because we are really interested in the social relief packages that the president has announced as interim measures, of course, just to mitigate against the sting of the times we now live in. But the organization that you speak for actually wants these measures, if not to be upped, to be made permanent. You want to say something without me prompting you with questions around all of this and the stance generally by the EFF? No, look, uh, from our EFC's manifesto, we always called for the, for the increase of the, the uh, social grants from the, the pensions ones and the, for the child care grants. We have called on them that they must be increased. But also, we've always, uh, from our own policies as well, to say this country is a country where we're not supposed to be having such a high, le- high level of unemployment. We should be having industries. It's a country where we should be treating our own industries on the basis that we've got so much mineral wealth in this country. But everything else that we do, we just extract our raw minerals and then we send it to the other countries to go and produce finished goods 
So we end up being consumers. So that's what uh, adds to the to this high level of unemployment. But when the president is saying that uh, he wants to uh, put the social grant relief, uh, then we agree with him. We say, no, actually, we have to increase those, uh, those reliefs because right now we are in a crisis. Our people, they didn't have jobs anyway. Uh, they've been living uh, in poverty. Now it's going to get worse because even the, the smallest uh, peace jobs that we could do, the, all those have disappeared. So we're saying no, we want to increase them and also you must sustain them. Because you can't go to our people who are unemployed and say to them, I'm going to give you 350. You give them a taste of life, just a spark, and then six months later you come and take it back. We're saying those they must be sustained because as a ruling party they are refusing to industrialize so that we can create uh, lots of sustainable jobs. So they must bear the grant, they must uh, pay those, uh, they, they, they must pay our people, they must give them the, the social relief grants, but those grants they must not be taken away because millions of our people, they live in poverty. They go uh, every day not knowing where they're going to get their next meal. So that was the basis of saying, let the grants uh, continue. We have called for them, especially on the child grants, uh, but these are other social, uh, social relief grants as well. Let them continue. He said he's going to give them 350. He must give our people 350. Those grants, but we are saying he must increase those to about a thousand right, so that at least they are meaningful. They can be able to do something about their lives. Let, let's do the maths here. Um, have you done the math on what you are speaking about? Yeah, we've done the math. Uh, currently, now is uh, if you're working of about eight to ten million, it's about uh, seventeen billion that he must spend within the uh, period of six months. So that 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 you must spend. This country has demonstrated that it's got it's got enough money. It's a policies that are wrong, because if you had all these people employed when you when you have industrialized, you created industries that we are not just consumers of everything. Because as things stand now, we can't even produce two peaks as a country. All those people we should be having industries. They should be working. We shouldn't be having ten million people unemployed in the first place if we had the right and the correct policies. So yes, we have done we have done the, we have done the match, and the the, the president must must must, must, must uh, give our people the money. This seventeen billion, which would be spent over six months, all of it is going at at, at what rate? Sorry, is it at three fifty or is it a thousand on your calculations? Uh, no, 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 the three fifty. Okay. In other words, you are requiring the country to spend on give or take however many people who are unemployed in this country, seventeen billion over six months. So over a year, that's thirty-four billion. A lot of that money, for the most part, if not servicing debt, it's going to food and basic commodities like your electricity and transport. In other words, a thousand rand for that person who is indigent, none of it is available for investment. Can we agree on that? Yes, no, they, they can invest a thousand rand. Okay, so I'm leading to a question, Budmasha. I'm, I'm actually okay. coming to a question because uh, okay. on, on, on the basis of 34 billion spent over 12 months, none of it, none of it to the recipients themselves is investable. Could you not make a better argument then for those persons to establish industries for them where not only will they be occupied in terms of employment time, 
because the devil finds work for idle hands. Not only is their time and the potential for them to make better use of the time increasingly by virtue of being employed, they are drawing a salary. You and I have got products to buy or services to buy, options in the marketplace. And through that enterprise, you are taking care of South Africa's lowly economic indicators. Is this not as good a time to make serious investments in industry as opposed to increase the state's burden in terms of social security? Because we have agreed in this conversation now that those who would be receiving that 1,000 rand per month, a lot of it, if not the majority of, and I would even say 100% of, cannot save that money or grow that money from an investment perspective with the long-term future. And in any event, even if they did, the country is worse off as opposed to using $34 billion per annum for the establishment of industry and commerce. Why would you insist on social I'm, grants? I'm, I'm happy you are agreeing with us. That's exactly what we've been saying. That we, we are not supposed to be having so much, so many people that are unemployed. We should have created industries long time ago. It's a policy direction of the ruling party government that is refusing to create industry, to industrialize, and not just to industrialize. If you look at the policies of the EFL, we say we must create industries and we must protect them because first industries, before they become established, they start as infant industries. So what they do, they, 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 they act as if they are creating industries where they would uh, allow industries to start, but they know that those industries, they are not protected against cheap imports that are coming from the other countries. So I fully agree with you. That should have happened long time ago, and we are still, even our statement that we released, we said, now that you don't want to create industries, you continue to pay them, but we even said, now it gives the ruling party an opportunity to invest and create industries, even on the basic things like the masks that we need, the gloves that we need, the sanitizers that we need, we must start creating an industry and saying we're going to produce these for ourselves and even be able to supply the, the continent. But by doing so, we'll be creating the millions of sustainable jobs. Okay. So we, we are on the same page. Are we really on the same page? Because you haven't said any of what you're saying now in recent no, no, times. No, 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 no let me finish, that's please. That was my opening statement. I said to you, we have said in our policies, we have said a long time ago that South Africa, you need to create industries because we cannot no, no, I accept sustain that. the situation. I accept that. That uh, we, we've got so much unemployment. That was my opening line. No, Jaguva Marshall. No, I, I fully okay. accept that. But okay. now, you can't have both. Right now, you cannot have both. In your Freedom Day address, or, or once immediately thereafter, I'm just a little confused. I've got lots of papers. But the yeah. narrative coming from the EFF now is on these social grants. Is that a confirmation that you are now no longer particularly bound by these positions at policy level that you are saying should have been done long ago? Because if that is the policy to which you are still bound and that narrative you still want to go by, all the more it is my view to you, you should be impressing upon the presidency on the basis of your calculations, 17 billion over six months, 34 billion over 12 months, that this is the time not to increase social grants, or to burden further the state on social grounds, but rather to implement, as we have been saying as the economic freedom fighters, industry. Why is the going narrative centered around social grants now from these statements that we have before us coming from the EFF more than what ultimately you say is your policy, and that is the increase of industry, 
bearing in mind these two cannot coexist in these times? Well, brother, one, one thing what we must accept, now we are under a crisis. We are, we, are, we are under crisis. So we need immediate intervention. So you've got long-term policies on saying this should be the long-term policy. This is how the, the, the country should move going forward. And we've said it before. We're saying, but now in the time of crisis, these people, they need to eat today. Food must be provided today. So the grants, they are uh, an, an, an immediate and uh, an and an interim relief mm, mm, to assist mm. these people. But at the long time, we are still committed to our policies. We are saying industrialize. That's why even now we said we we agree, we are, we, we can hear, we appreciate that he is putting these interim reliefs. But we are saying they are not enough. Make it a thousand right for these people because if you're talking of 350, it's, it's, it's absolutely nothing. But we are saying on the long term, you must create uh, industries. That's why we even said this gives them an opportunity now to create those industries, even on the PPE that we are using as a country. We shouldn't be uh, importing uh, things like masks and everything. We should be starting to create industries in the Eastern Cape, in KZN, and everywhere else. At least these are not complicated. to just do the PPE, the mask, and everything. And now people have demonstrated it. We have seen different uh, pictures on social media. Different people, they've come up to say, no, but to do a mask is not a difficult thing, but we're still exporting the mask. So we have put that in place as well. But we've got an, inter- we've got an immediate crisis now of our people that are hungry, as you speak. So there should be an immediate intervention. To create an industry, not something that we can just open tomorrow, but it should be a long-term policy direction of the government. That people are hungry is true, and I don't want to speak too much. That might be creating a perception that I am indifferent to the plight of the people. I would even go on to say that the people were not hungry as from COVID. People have been hungry for a long time. And it hadn't been your argument as the EFF to increase grants. A thousand rand for somebody who is unemployed. The president, to respond to you, has come up with an intervention with the National Command Council of 350. How you get another 650 rand where you get another 650 rand on the sustained basis of in your party's words permanent first question where's that money going to come from because we are not talking with infinite funds here we're talking about very limited funds that's number one number two could you then when you say 350 as opposed to i mean when you say 1000 as opposed to the established 350 why don't you use the difference being 650 to still work on your long-term policy that you spoke about earlier on. Why is 650 then not going to be an argument that you are advancing? In other words, let's take the 650 because you say it's available somewhere or you will argue it is available somewhere for the establishment of industry and give people 350 and just make sure those food packages get to where they are ultimately supposed to go. No, brother. Even if you want to assist someone, it must not be a joke. It must be a different intervention. We are saying 350, it does not go far, especially if you look at how the prices have gone up. Just on basic foods now, all the retail stores, the prices have doubled. So the 350 won't go anyway. We are saying, maybe the thousand right? You have demonstrated that there is money in the country, but also for the fact that you are still refusing to industrialize, to create industries and create jobs, then it becomes your responsibility. But you cannot just come and uh, insult our people and give them things that they're not going uh, an, an extra mile. Give them decent, uh, decent intervention. Because even if you want to come and assist and say, I'm intervening, it must still be decent. Our people, our poor people, they still got dignity as well. So it must be decent intervention. That's why I'm saying 
make it a thousand rand and make it permanent until you can create alternatives and alternatives should be employment. We must go and get jobs because that's the only way we can close the gate in terms of increasing numbers of uh, social grant recipients. Why is the EFF creating this culture? Even as you speak now, this culture of entitlement. When, when you say 350 doesn't go far, against what? That person right now who will be getting 350 last month didn't get anything. Didn't get anything the previous month but before. It, Let me finish, please. I won't interrupt you. I can guarantee I won't interrupt an, you. Marsha, I will not interrupt you. I, I don't anticipate you'll do the same so that we can allow our listeners to make up their minds. When, okay. when you say it must increase to 1,000 rand, Open, close quote, if you want peace in this country. What's the necessity of that phrase at the end? If you want peace in this country, what's the alternative if we don't have that 1,000 rand? There will be no peace. What do you mean by that as the EFF? 350 does something. It's not supposed to go everywhere. It should do something. It's a relief. It's not a, a replacement for employment. So looking at the country's challenges, which you are very privy to as a member of parliament, what does if you want peace in this country mean? What is this as further entrenching of entitlement as opposed to this being a relief measure? Okay. Now I'm saying to you, firstly, the responsibility of, of the government is to create an enabling, an enabling environment for its citizens to be able to survive. Mm. This mm. government has not done that because it has not... Uh, developed or, 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 uh, or agreed on a policy that will allow people, our people to be able to, to get jobs. It has not allowed industries to exist in this country. It has decided to close down industries in this country and pushing our people into poverty. So we are saying that is, that is their own doing. And we're not going to sit and, and agree that our people, they must be now, they must be given crumbs and we must all applaud uh, that. These ones that uh, refuse that our people, they must participate in the economy of this country. Because when we don't uh, come, with, come up with policies that can create jobs, our people, they must uh, be able to survive and live by themselves by being employed. You don't do that as a, as a, as a state. Then we must take responsibility of uh, when our people are unemployed, when we say, then we must provide for them. Because they said create jobs, we are prepared to go and work, create policies that will that will assist us to be able to be employed, employed in this country. And we're not just talk, talking mm. of the, the low-level people. We're talking graduates that are unemployed. Today they must go and, uh, and, and, and sit and wait for crimes of 350 rand. These people went to school uh, during when they could not afford, but we've got a state that's refusing to create industry. We're saying they must take responsibility. We're not going to take that responsibility. They must take that responsibility, but we're not going to refuse. We're not going to agree. But our people, they must be undermined, and then they must be given sure. uh, crumbs. They sure. must be given decent uh, uh, financial relief. Excellent. Let's take calls, please. I'm in conversation with Marshall Zlamini, Secretary General of the Economic Freedom Fighters. We were unable for those who were anticipating Floyd Shibambu to secure him. He is at home, in the words of his Secretary General, because he has other commitments. 0891-104-207. Voice notes 0614-104-107. I repeat the rules, please. Make sure your phone is off. I mean, your radio is off and your dog is not barking in the background or you are not in the toilet where we will have an echo. Keep it brief. It's only a minute of your life, which we, to the extent possible, we will play your voice notes. Let's take a short ad break and then we take calls. Mr. Lamini, please, if you can, get ready to jot down some of the pointers coming through in the calls and the voice notes. We will be back. Call Songhez or now. 0891-104-207.
We are back. We are back. We are taking calls. My first caller is Younger in Thunderbell Park. Hey, Putsangeza. Yes, sir. How are you, Sam? I'm well, sir. How are you? I'm good. No, you're speaking to Younger here in Thunderbell Park. Look, uh, Mr. Sangez, um, the first point, I think, uh, like, uh, I don't think it is the right time uh, to bring opposition parties on a public platform like the SABC regarding the situation we are we are having in the country. We are dealing with um, the epidemic that we don't know how, uh, when it will end. So I feel like if you guys now gonna bring the opposition parties, you're gonna defect us from from dealing with the epidemic that we are bringing because we know that um, their real job is to oppose anything that is done by the government. So we can allow that um, our communities can be um, uh, listening to those kind of ideas. I don't know if you get me, Sam. I certainly do get you, but I, mm, mm. I and I, I'm sure Mr. Lamini will have his views, and I'm not speaking for him here. No, it like, is especially um, important, mm, Younger, to mm, have no, opposition even voices. If younger, give me a chance. You, younger, give yes, me a chance. No. Mm-hmm. It's especially important to have opposition voices because no, 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 no. not is... at this time, Sam. Not at this time. I no, mean, no, but we you've are made your point. An epidemic. Younger, you've made your point. And no, you're not yeah, but um, so that doesn't respond. mean I can't correct you when you say it is um, um, a right time. Now I'm saying it is not the right time to give um opposition parties a platform like the SABC, maybe on private radio stations and televisions. That's where you've got it all wrong, because this is a public broadcaster. This is a public broadcaster. It's especially important because our mandate is for the people of this country, not the majority, not the minority, the people of this country. It may happen in a private station because that's just pure commerce, although it has interest in the public. It doesn't and public interest as a result, but there's no mandate of that kind. Mr. Lamini, you will respond to that. Let me take another call. Who's my next caller? Stephen, good evening. Hello. Yes, sir. Stephen. Fair enough. Oh, okay. Um, you can. Can I please speak to Stephen? Younger, I'm done with you. Thank you. Okay. Hello. Look, man. Let me throw uh, several important issues on your table. Uh, there's an issue of food security. Food security is a constitutional right, which I believe every South African is entitled to. It's non-negotiable. It should not be limited. Uh, in fact, it should be enhanced of which a government has a role and a responsibility to. Now, I do agree with EFF on that issue. They, they have, the government has to consider up in the budget. Uh, it's not entitlement. I think it's just reasonable. You and I, we consume food of more than uh, 2,000 rent or so in a month. And if you are poor... Don't speak for me, please. You don't know yeah, the circumstances. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but basically, people who earn around 22,000 and above, they consume a, a lot of money for food, for, for nice dates. The other issue, uh, we talk of land. Mm. Land is, is, a, is, is one of the natural resources that produce food. Now, if a black person doesn't have land, he's not going to produce food. So we, we are already uh, squeezing a black man's future, destiny, life. We, we need to give them the land. We, we need to put them back on the land so that mm-hmm. they can uh, produce their own food, garden, uh, create their potatoes, cabbage, uh, you know, all things they need to, to buy at ShopRite and all sorts Excellent. of... Excellent. Uh, we, we need to empower a black man. I... And 
and and maybe if I were to end uh, one one on on an issue, I would say government. Uh, we are not talking of political parties mm. here. We are talking of government that is responsible. It needs to look after its citizens. Mm. Yeah, and that's it. It's basic. It's common sense. It happens everywhere. That's why you see all these countries looking after their their citizens. China decided, look, we are going to lock down a city, save the entire country. We'll do everything for this one city so that the entire country can be saved. You look at uh, other countries, they do the same thing. Excellent. Just that, Excellent. Just that with, 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 with our, our people in, in South Africa, they think that this is a war against the president. No. This is a war against the virus. We've, got you, we've got you, Stephen. Yeah. We have to move. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Selo in Mokopane, good evening. Selo? Hi, um, how are you, but I'm fine, sir. How are you? Thank you. Um, let, let me apologize for the first caller. I think people just... Um, I'm not attacking anyone, but it is very important to... A comment about things that you don't know. If you don't know what is the public broadcaster, you know nothing. John Hester saying saying was here. Pet Helen Zilla, everyone come here, opposition party. They were been talking the whole day on this uh, uh, platform, SAFM. So don't be uh, uh, um, feel attacked by uninformed people to come and tell us who should be on air and who should cannot be on air. Thank you for saying that. Appreciate that. Hello. Let's go to Sipo in Bumalanga. Good evening, Sipo. Sipo? How are you? Well, sir, how are you? Fine. Good. Uh, let me just short. Don't think it makes sense. <laughs> sorry, Sipo. Oh. Let's come back to you. Your line is, I'm sorry, it is very terrible. But anyway, whilst we're trying to sort out the callers, and we've got a couple of voice notes ready for you there, Marshall. Do you want to respond to Younger and Stephen so far? No, look, I, I think the the last caller, uh, Sarah, has dealt with the issue of Younger because we're a democratic country and our constitutional rights cannot be suspended or you can pick and choose. Is a public broadcaster or anywhere else who've got every right to speak in this country. So I think Salah has dealt with that. I'm not going to waste time on it. Look, the, the other caller did not get his name who spoke about food security. He is 100% correct. We must not make excuses for the for the government. It's their, their own doing. They are the ruling party. They are the government. They must be able to create an environment mm. for our people to be able to sustain and to be able to live. So you can't have a situation. Now we're in a crisis. They must lead in the front. And that is why even as the EFF, we said we are allowing them space to lead us as, as a country during this time of crisis so, so that we don't use our different uh, uh, political interests or mm. uh, views. We've allowed Cyril to, to lead this country. We've set back. We are just raising concerns as we see them to say, no, but you, you can't, as, as, as the has said that, if you are just going to talk of 350, we are in this situation. These people should have been employed in the first place. And because of your wrong policies that are not developmental, these people are not employed. Now you must come and, you must come and intervene and intervene in a dignified manner. Can I ask so a question, please? Sorry, can I ask a question, please? Um, this is yeah, just sure. on that point. These, I'm sorry to repeat what you're saying, but you said these people should be employed in the first place. I suppose you and I need to just quickly understand each other on the obligations on the state is it the state's obligation to provide employment 
or to create an enabling environment? Also, what is the role for employment of persons that is that charge of the private sector? The, the, the state, as a, as a, as a developing nation, mm. the state should be at the center of creating jobs. That one, we're not, uh, we're not apologetic about it. It should be at the center of creating jobs through various means. One, we're saying uh, through creating industries, creating an environment that, is, that enables our people to go and create industries and get their jobs. They must be provided with land. That's why we're talking of expropriation of land without compensation. So it, the state must lead, like... Uh, the, the caller has made an example. In China, the state is at the forefront of the development of that country. It is the state that must lead into the development of the country. So, yes, it is the responsibility of the state. In other words, South Africa should be a communist state. South Africa must be what? A communist state. We are fighting for socialism. It, it must be a socialist state. Okay, fair enough. The state must be at the center of development. I've got you. It We've got a couple of voices. of creating jobs. Sure. EFF, it's a socialist party and we're fighting for socialism. Okay, and that's sure. what must happen. Okay, very well, thank you. We have a couple of voice notes. They will just play four or five in a row and then I'll give you an opportunity to conclude your remarks based on what they have said, yes? Okay. Evening, evening. EFF, are you trying to cripple this government? Because 350... Yes, it is small, but it goes somewhere. I don't understand your point. Serious. This is anonymous here. Songezo, Usiyalu, Lamfanawe EFF, Unyansil. This state is supposed to make opportunities for Abandu. Abandu, they've worked very hard. Some of them, okay, they don't have degrees or whatever. But court or estate is its duty. It's either end up into jail if we criminal or end up into doing a job. Just that EANC members, to themselves. Yeah, just before you respond, the but Marshall, um, to the listeners, I, I appreciate, I really do, uh, I really appreciate the fact that you recognize my being a Kosa on air. That doesn't come without a challenge. It would be very difficult for me not to be hypocritical if, for instance, somebody of another language came on air and spoke one's language to me, which language I wouldn't understand. It's fortuitous that I understand, is it closer? But could we, to the extent possible, please gravitate towards the language of engagement on this platform being English? It is something which perhaps warrants a, a debate on its own. Nonetheless, please, to the extent possible, could we keep the exchange in English so that we can encompass a lot of people as opposed to trying to limit it to an indigenous language? Because I might even find myself wanting if it is not English or is it closer? Thank you very much. Let's carry on with the voice notes, please. You know, EFF will always try and one-up the ANC, and I think that's why people like myself are not going to see any real difference in them. I take the point in, in them saying ANC has failed to industrialize and create jobs. I mean, I heard somebody say we were at 40% unemployment before COVID. So let's take that. But they must not just always increase. Okay, so NC says 100 rand. No, we say it's 100 rand. Because the, the fact is, 
a lot of taxpayers are over indebted as it is if you look on the household debt they're not even putting up the latest figures they stopped in 2018 that's how bad it is good evening some guests you're not guest the the honorable Clamini. ah oh, man i thought by now EFF would have changed their tactics because clearly uh, uh, the people of south africa they are not buying their story Hence, they, they just get the they just got the ten percent on the previous election. So they really need to come up with something. Not this dreamland that they they, they found themselves in. That's Shoram from Kuruma. Hello, Putuam. I disagree with your previous call, uh, Yanga um, uh, from Fanapil. I mean, the voice of, of opposition parties is very important. They must be given a chance. Uh, because this government cannot like make decisions uh, unchallenged, so the voice of opposition parties is very important. Even though, like, I disagree with the EFF. I mean, <laughs> thank you very much from Andy Lepai. Thank you so much to all of you, Andila. Thanks for that point. But, Marshall, we come back to you because we do have some calls lined up. But after your response to these voice notes, we'll go to the call. So please stay on the line, please, Mkolis, as well as Mpumzila. Marshall? Uh, thanks, brother. Look, the, I, I listened to the callers, and uh, the last caller is, uh, is saying that we must change our tactics. Look, we're not going to accept defeat. We're not going to accept uh, mediocrity from the ruling party. That one will never happen. Uh, we're going to continue to fight and demand that our people, they must even land, our people, they must have jobs. Black people, they must participate in the economy of this country. Because another caller is saying, even the professionals themselves, they, we are sitting there not getting any relief, but the reality is that they are in debt as well because they are not participating in the economy of this country. They are, we are all on the receiving end. So we're not going to accept the government that is, uh, that is not doing what it's expected of it to do. Our role is the opposition, par- is the opposition party. We're going to continue to, po- to popularize, uh, popularize our policies and we're going to continue to do our work. We're not going to stop, stop there. And we are saying the... That contribution, the social relief, we are sticking to it that it must be a thousand rand because we know the the, the price of food has gone up just because of uh, of the COVID and and, and 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 the state, the government has not done anything because they should have even intervened there to say, look, we know that we are in crisis, but you can't allow the retail sector that is that is hundred percent owned by the, the monopoly industries and the white people in this country to increase these prices because our people, they don't have food. They didn't have food before COVID. They still don't have food. Now you increase prices. So the 350, it won't go anywhere. That's why we demand a thousand rand that they must be given a thousand rand and it must be sustained until the state has come with better policies that we can create industries in South Africa and create jobs. I, I, I do wish to correct you. You might not be aware, but the National Consumer Commission and the Competition Commission are especially hard at work to deal with what you have raised, legitimately so, a couple of times now, to tackle these monopolistic tendencies or these price-gouging tendencies that, as a response to COVID-19, have made even the most basic commodities skyrocket in terms of prices. Yes, it has happened, and there are government agencies at work to mitigate that. So to the extent that the government is not doing anything is probably fallacious 
as a point of departure because there are government agencies, as I speak to you, who are doing that. Mr. Sipongwema, the spokesperson of the commission, just yesterday had given us a highlight as to what work is currently taking place, the fines that have been leveled, stroke <coughs> penalties that are payable. So let's not be inflammatory unnecessarily for the sake of politicking. If you are not, you just didn't know, I beg your pardon for that, but I am alerting you nonetheless. No, no, no. Let, let's take a couple of calls. No, it's not true that I didn't know. We are on then the you are being inflammatory because they, 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 the prices have been increased, even those fines. When they give a fine to an, to a, 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 an established company, how, how does it help me when I've already paid for those? Because those fines, they don't come back to my pocket. We're on the ground, we're getting reports on daily basis, so we know what we're talking about. Then we're having there a parallel discussion. in this country and they're not doing their job. It's not sure. because that the state agencies all of a sudden we must accept that no, things, uh, things are fine. We are speaking to our people, we are representing our people on the ground. They come to us and say, yeah, the price is in this shop, this is what is happening in this township, Correct. In this village. Correct. So those things are happening. I'm not saying they are not happening. I am saying no, the government... Said, is... we are not aware. We, we no, are aware. no, 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 no. From uh, where we know that we've got information and we've raised it with, uh, with the different ministries of written letters as members of parliament to say, but here are the issues that people are complaining on issues that are happening on daily basis. I agree so with you. So you can't tell me about a fine that does not translate or uh, does not translate or that money does not come back to me as a poor person who's already spent that money. Okay. We, uh, we know how the big monopolies they operate. So we're not going to listen to that. They've increased prices. If you go to the shops in the village... No, 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 but Marshall, you've made now, the point. Yes, I'm yes, simply yes. saying government is responding to that in through the agencies that have been established to tackle these issues. If you have an issue in terms of how the administrative penalties are levied, it's a separate conversation altogether. Your point was government is doing nothing. I'm rejecting that because government, through its no, no, agencies, no. is no, doing something. It, Let's take calls. Let's go to Pumzile. Let's go to Pumzile. Pumzile and Humans Dop. Uh, yes, sir. Thank you very much, my brother. Good show. But quickly allow me to comment on the following. It's a pity that uh, Floyd did not actually honor the appointment with you. Uh, because I know Floyd is very articulative. He does research. There's not much. And I want the leader there definitely to take it as a leader. It's this I'm going to say. Uh, he seems that he has come to the show ill-prepared in a way. It seems that he was substituting uh, Floyd at the last hour because, honestly, he's not assisting the debate at all. Your questions that are so fundamental and, and, and crucial in respect to um, the, the issues they are demanding, they are not negotiating, they are demanding. And the fact that, to me, uh, you are raising a question of entitlement. He's very evasive. He's not responding to those questions. But I want to come to this point. It's a misleading and distortion to say the ANC-led government is not creating or creating a, a, a space that is conducive for industries and sector to exist in this country. The policies of the ANC are well-renowned and respected globally. The president can currently has moved out, luring, in fact, what you call investors to come into the country. And I'm saying they have responded positively. So, I mean, the, the, the freedom, what is this, the economic freedom uh, front 
is not actually assisting us in the country. Their so-called radicalism is not assisting. We've moved out sure. of radicalism in this country. We're in, 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 in the phase of rebuilding the economy. Lastly, I want to say, it's, 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 it's a distortion again to say government must actually employ. Government is not actually employing. It's an ed- enabling a component is enabling mm, mm. a space conducive for job opportunities to exist. To say to us as South African government must employ. No, 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 there's no such. It's a misleading and it's not going to assist. They must come with Excellent. issues that are realistic Sembolema. on the table to assist this country because currently they are not assisting the country at all. Appreciate your thoughts, Mr. Lamini. will respond to you. Let's go to Mkolisi in Ermelo. Ziat in Pulukwane, after him. Yes. How are you, sir? Well, sir, how do you do? I'm good, sir. Um, I just want to make this um, opinion of mine. Um, South Africans must be careful. Not every criticism is meant to attack somebody. There is something such as positive criticism to say, maybe you can improve by doing this and that and that. Now, I believe that what the EFS is doing is putting forward um, positive criticism with the issues Mm -hmm. around the COVID-19 and how the government responds to it. But I would like to know specifically from the Secretary of the EFS, have you perhaps made this criticism towards the government itself? Like, have you made any submissions to the president with these concerns? Have you contacted the relevant departments? to raise this concern. For example, the issue of the 350 rent. Have you written perhaps to the Minister of Social Development to say, we think this is not enough. We think perhaps we should go this way. Have you in Parliament um, went to the committee responsible for social development to handle this? Or is all this just an opportunistic moment um, posed as positive criticism? Thank you so Thank much. You. Thanks, Putin. Much appreciated. Let's go to Ziat in Bulgwana. Ziat, good evening. Uh, good evening, Songhezo. Yes, sir. Uh, I just have uh, three things to mention here. Um, you see, we are people on the ground. We are not politicians. And uh, also, we don't have much uh, experience with regard to politics. But according to our observation, at this time, it is really no time to oppose. This is something that that is first of itself to happen in this country. It's something that is very difficult. It's affecting our lives. Even our children are all affected, and the people, it just like the politicians, we are the ones that voted, and all the opposition that they are making, it's they are looking for for, for 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 us to vote, and we are not going to vote for somebody that is opposing the ruling the ruling government because we want the solution in this in this problem. So that's the first point, and then the second point is. As, as I said, that the country is facing something that has not faced before. It's very difficult. And the president mentioned yesterday, he said, we are experiencing that we haven't experienced before. So the president, the government will make some fault. They might uh, end up saying something which might displease the, somebody in any way. But we have to understand in that. But then now we see that there are people that are actually... Um, forcing, they are forcing their opinion. According to my understanding, if there is a meeting in a place, like maybe trust people are having a meeting, there is one person that will be, okay, those people will be making their opinions, but there will be one person that will be deciding 
and coming with a final decision. So according to my understanding, uh, the government is the one that is uh, that have to decide. But now what we, we, we see is uh, people are opposing the government and they are forcing their, they are forcing their opinion. I don't know how it works. Sure. The people that... No, yes. no, 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 no. I'm saying thank you. Thank, thank, thank you for that. Let's come back to you, Mr. Lamini, because it seems as though there is a real consternation on just this issue. I just respond to this one and you can come back to the other issues. The role of opposition politics, especially in abnormal times, because it appears as though from the conversation now with Ziyat and Uyanga initially and the people in between them, that there isn't quite an appreciation of in a democratic setup when the government of the day is faced with this global pandemic and the need, if you like, to galvanize and almost centralize things, not entirely, but certainly, certainly, certain things ought to be centralized. The very important role, especially in those times, of opposition politics because outside opposition in such spaces it is my view and i want you to engage with it that's how dictators are born when there's no opposition in critical times as this yeah no you're 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 correct and people people of south africa there's something that they must understand about democracy as well is that the there can't be a time where you suspend your constitutional right to ask questions whether you're a politician or not a politician it is uh, found that you know it is in our constitution that we must be able to to ask questions when we, we, we don't find issues and we we, we have said our president is, is is part of the team that gets consulted when the president of the country uh, consults the uh, the leaders of other political parties we are there we are part of that we are part of that consultation but it does not mean we must not uh, comment or we must not raise our issues that we're saying these should have been avoided. The other countries are dealing with with, with, with this issue because they were not sitting with uh, 28% unemployment. The caller is saying, no, the ANC uh, policies, they are being appreciated global and everything. It's all well and good. We're not speaking of the globe. We're speaking of our people in the villages and the townships that are hungry today. What happens in the other, in, on, the other, on the other part, how they clap for Cyril is none of our business. The issue is that we are sitting with the country. If those policies, they work, why are we sitting with 20, 28% unemployment, expanded 40% unemployment? Some people, they even gave up on looking for jobs in this country. Mm. And then you are saying mm. the policies are working. Mm. So we're not here to, we're not going to sit because uh, some Western nations are applauding Syria when our people on the ground are suffering. We're so, not going to join no, into, that, into, into that choir. Donis <laughs> is saying, we, have, we made contributions. Yes. In our statement today, we just released a statement where we are demanding that the, the ministers, since this COVID, the whole executive, we have written to them, we have done everything that we could do as opposition parties. They decided that they're not going to account. They are ignoring everything. We just released a statement to say, the Speaker of Parliament, they must reconvene Parliament because the, the ruling party has taken an opportunity that this is a time where they're just going to steamroll and go ahead and do as they please, and that cannot be allowed. So we have written to the ministers, we have even spoken to him, the, the, the state president, to say, these are the issues we said, now this is an opportunity. If you did not industrialize and create jobs, this is an opportunity. And I never said government must create jobs. I said government must create an enabling environment. It must be, uh, it must be in the forefront of the development of this country to make sure that they are in their streets, people are working. Look, we also, we have a release statement to say we support the government initiative. That's why we are sitting there to say the government, 
let them let them try to deal with this COVID without getting contradicting messages. But we're not. There's no such thing that this is not the time to oppose. Where we see issues, where we see wrongdoing. Now we are being told that the councillors of the ruling party they are taking food and they even give to the members of their ruling party when millions of our people are suffering. So they are even requesting the membership cards. We are saying politicians they must they must stand back. They must allow. Uh, they, 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 must, they, they must allow public servants to be the, the ones that are in the forefront of dealing with the issue of uh, the interventions to, uh, during this uh, uh, COVID-19. So we, we, we are giving the, the, all the support that we can. But if people, they want us to close our uh, close the EFF, that part is not going to happen. We're an opposition party and we're going to raise issues. We are living in a democratic country and we are correct. If we keep quiet, by the time we know it, we're going to have another commission. That's why we must raise issues now to avoid... Another commission where billions of money have been stolen and wasted. And then South Africa, all it does is we just allow the ruling party to steal money, to do what they want to do, mm-hmm. and then we must just accept commission. We must raise issues now because these are the same callers that are going to say why EFF was quiet. So we are doing exactly what we have been voting for. And also we are represented in, in, in Parliament. We are an opposition party that is represented in Parliament. So the voters, they said, let's go to Parliament so that we can make sure that uh, we hold the ruling party accountable. So we are doing the work that the voters sure. must go do. Excellent. But Marshall, thank you very much for your time. Thank you especially for the fact that it was on limited notice and you've given us as much as an hour. We have secured a lively debate through you and mine to you as well as your organization you present can only be to fully thank you for this. Thank you very much, brother, and thank you to the listeners for engaging at home. All the very best, Budi. We'll be in touch soon. Mohale in Bloemfontein, more than anything else, it is important to improve the quality of life of South Africans over the time granted to you as government. Otherwise, it shall always catch up with the poor, as is the case now. It is one thing that the apartheid regime contributed much to the position of many people today, but it is most painful that in a democratic dispensation, more people are disadvantaged. Mbeki, where are you? That is Mohale in Bloemfontein. Mzwanele, where they are needed to respond to pressing matters, they are not available. They decide to fight journalists, but they are given the chance to spread their propaganda, as from today, they must be available to media. Final one before we go to the news. If unions can stop unnecessary demonstrations that is scaring investors and people to open jobs, South Africa can get more investors. There is too much court challenge and demonstrations in this country that is scaring people to open jobs. Europe is not like that. In East London, that is SK. It's 21 hours. For those of you whose thoughts have come through immediately after the news, we're just going to recap what was the first hour through your words.